Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spooky Town. We are a podcast and publication dedicated to all things horror. Uh, I am Ashley Welling, and I am the co-host and co-founder of Spooky Town. And with me is my sister, Stephanie. Hi, Ashley. (laughs) Hey, Steph. What's up? Uh, Not a lot. How about you? Oh, nothing. Um, This week... This is the first week of this is the end of the first week of January and it's art of 2021 and it's already been kind of a rip roaring rip roaring time. So uh, or as, as someone put it that I agree with uh, season two of 2020. Yeah, season two of 2020. It's time. going great. It's going it's going just just fabulous. Um, there was an attempted coup in the White House. Um, all kinds of stuff. And I think um, I think you could tell how stressed I was by how many horror movies I watched. I watched a lot more than normal, like maybe two a day, um, <laughs> which uh, typically if I'm if I'm mowing through stuff like that and rewatching things I've already seen, I'm, I'm, it's probably a good sign that I'm having some anxiety issues. <laughs> if I'm rewatching things I've already seen, it's. A day that ends in Y. Yeah. That's well, just me though. There's that. Yeah. 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 Then there's that. I mean, let's be honest. Rewatching your favorite horror movies, there's just nothing like it. It's just a like a little warm blanket just wrapping you up. Um, I will say though that I rewatched one of my one of my faves this week, and Stephanie was not happy about it. What was I not happy about? Do you know know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) So refresh my memory so I can do it. It's so good. And it makes me feel like Halloween in sunshine. And Stephanie does not agree. But the house, the house is that October built. Oh, God, I forgot about that. So good. And I don't understand. I sure am newly angry again. (laughs) I had, I had <laughs> pushed it out of my mind and now it's back. Dude, that movie is so good. It's like okay. No, I'm not even I'm not even going to hedge. I I think it's good. I I watching so if if anyone doesn't know what this movie's about, um you should go watch it. I I really like it. But it's just about a group of friends like making a documentary about the most extreme haunted houses in the U S right. Hello living for that topic. It's so good. Like that's all I want to do. I just want to get in a bus and go with Stephanie, my, my sweet, amazing sister and travel around and go to haunted houses and just, you know, record our experiences and adventures and just have a good time. So the premise is already something that like, I just want to do. Right. Um, but they actually go to the real haunted houses and there's like real scare actors in the movie. And it's just like, it's all about the horror. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's all about the horror genre, but it's all about, you know, the Halloween haunted house industry. Um, and I love it for that. I hate it because it's bad. <laughs> well, it's my, my um, primary reason for disliking the movie <laughs> because it's not good. Because it's not good. Our, uh, I, 
So I, I man the Instagram account for Spooky Town and I posted about it in our stories and the, um, the director reposted my love of it in his stories. So, um, he doesn't follow us, but but we're coming for you. (laughs) You will follow us one day. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm not going to be more respectful about it. It it just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. And it's because I like good tea. Okay, well... um, We can move on. (laughs) Moving on. So our show today is going to be super fun. Um, We've got a trivia game to kick us off. We did a game last time and we loved it so much that we decided to do it again. But we're doing trivia this time. So, of course, horror trivia, right? Um, And then we're going to go into horror movies that we are excited about in 2021. So there's some good stuff coming out. Some of it's pretty up in the air. Um, at least my list is. doesn't have dates and it's not clear if it's if and when it's going to start this year just because of the pandemic. So we'll see if these actually come out, but they're supposed to. Um, and then we're going to end the show by talking about something that we love, which is short horror films. So um, we've got a list of some of our favorite short horror films that we found. There's of course millions to choose from, and this isn't all of them by any means, but we are going to talk through some of our favorites and where you can watch them. And then that's it. That's the, that's the show. So um, with that said, let's dive into our trivia game. We need like a little, little game show like intro to this, but I don't have one. I didn't prepare one. I also don't have one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that good at this. <laughs> uh, same. This is only we can look into three. It. So yeah, <laughs> by episode 15, maybe we'll have a, we'll have a game show intro. I'll have um, a full blown soundboard or I think that's what they're called. <laughs> Yes, it is. You'll have a full blown like thirty thousand dollars soundboard. That you just, I'm I'm going just to for- amass thirty thousand dollars by episode fifteen, and I'm going to spend it <laughs> on one thing solely for fart sounds. <laughs> exactly. Solely, you know me very sound. well, and the wah, wah sound, <laughs> or but- like an air horn sound. <laughs> Well, I could just get you an air horn. We can just... I, can... I could just blow an air horn into the microphone, which is a really great ear feel, I think, for everyone involved. Yeah, totally. I'll have to check the levels on it when I do the editing afterwards, but I feel like that's fine. I feel like that'll be okay. Um, all right. So, horror... Horror... Can't talk. Trivia. Let's do it. So, um, we can do what we did last time and, like, do every other question like we'll just switch back and forth okay so i'll go first my first trivia question here is stephanie which three horror films did serial killer ed gain inspire (laughs) this is this is probably the toughest one out of my three that i have oh boy not a multiple choice i didn't know how to come up with a multiple choice for this one (laughs) I know that I know these, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't. 
Um, totally. You know I mean, one of them for sure. These came out around that time or did they come out more recently? Um, they all came out around the time of him. Okay. I probably should know I, I, I'd when say like, he was operating. <laughs> probably. Uh, he was, he was, uh, in this, like the sixties and seventies. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think oh. actually, I think he was, no, no. Sorry, I actually, I, I think was in Texas Chainsaw. One of yes. them. Ding, ding, ding. If we had a soundboard. If we had a $30,000 soundboard, this could be a lot more fun. We have no concept for how much a soundboard costs. I don't I know. I think if it's $30,000. $30, let's have a fundraiser. Exactly. Let's no. Let's find a contest where the prize is $30,000 just conveniently. And then yes. in true movie form, we'll spend the whole movie training for this contest. And then we'll win. And we'll get our soundboard at the end of it. That's how if I have, if I have to pay sales tax on it, though, I'm going to be broke. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I, I can give you I can give you some clues about like him if you need some more detail. Oh, no. That might help. Okay. No, I know him. Okay. I do get it mixed up with like Jeffrey Dahmer in terms of the things that they did, but yeah. Would uh, Silence of the Lambs be yes! one of them? Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, bitch. Look at that. <laughs> You're mowing through. <laughs> um, I, I really can't think of a third. Those were stretches. So the, the third I think is definitely the oldest that's it not was, gonna help and it was it was a black and white movie um and i believe it came out in the 60s uh it's a very like prolific movie like um super cornerstone <laughs> film um I don't know how else to describe it without giving away what it is, but it's like, it's like one of those, like, it's just like the horror, like one of the horror movies from the sixties. Psycho. Yes. Definitely. Oh my God. Yeah. Hell yeah. Look at you. Got it. You got all wow. three of them. I'm nice. Amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Steph, I, my first thought was, the birds? <laughs> no. What does that have to do with this serial killer? Also, yeah. it's not in black and white, I don't think. Believe it or not, Ed Gain uh, didn't really give a shit about birds. So, do any of us? No. No, not really. So let's, let's move on to mine. <laughs> uh -huh. So, I have uh, what famous horror movie has a documentary that was made about it uh, and also recently? Discussing different theories, often conspiracy theories, around certain scenes in the movie. And then you get extra scenes or extra points for naming the documentary as well. Uh, the Shining in Room 237. Jesus, yes. Okay, yes. fine. 
That okay. was apparently not very hard. <laughs> All right. Question number two for Stephanie. How long did it take to film the Blair Witch Project? Is it A? Se- Stephanie? Is it A? Just kidding. Seven days. B, eight days. C, nine days. Or D, ten days. It's B, eight days. Yay, Stephanie got it. <laughs> and it took eight months for them to edit it. Oh, sounds about right. I love Video. that movie. So It's good. I, I know a lot of things about it. ones I rewatched this week. I rewatched The Blair Witch Project. Love it. Oh, I think it's important to note I rewatched uh, the new Blair Witch Project. And I have almost entirely turned around like my, my opinion on it. I thought before, I had seen it several times before, and I thought it was terrible. And the only thing that I thought it was good for was the end. And uh, also, I, I love Callie Hernandez, who's the star. And her part at the end in the house is fantastic. And I was like, this is the only worthwhile part of this movie. So when I showed my boyfriend, Jay, uh, the Blair Witch Project for the first time, I was like, okay, so the perfect recipe for the Blair Witch Project is to watch the original and then to watch the end of the, the remake because that it's great. I think that's a great way to top off the whole thing. And then I rewatched it for like the fifth time this past week. And I'm like, this is actually really good. <laughs> Yeah. What was my problem exactly? And, you know, I mean, I'm not think, always right. Yeah. I know that's well, the big surprise here is that sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm human. No, that's true. Oh, okay. No. Um, what was I? <laughs> um, yes. I, but I think that's, that's the thing when you go into, we'll, we'll talk about that later when we talk about what we're excited for in 2021 too, because there's a lot of remakes, but, you go into it with such such a love for the first one a lot of times and like an idea for what you want to see them bring out. But, you know, it's a new director, it's a new cast and crew and all that stuff. So it's going to have a different spin. So I think a lot of times what ends up happening is um, you're just disappointed, you know, because you had a vision in your head for for what you wanted it to to be like. And the the feeling that you got from the first one is like a feeling that you'll never be able to recreate. Um, and so sometimes when you go in to watch, you know, a remake, it just feels disappointing because it doesn't feel like the same thing, the same experience that you had with the first. So, um, and that happens to me constantly, especially if a horror movie is like hyped up in any way, I'll go into it and just be disappointed. <laughs> and then yeah. I rewatch it and I'm like, oh, no, that's actually a really good movie. You know? Yeah. It. It's weird that it it took so many watches and and also that I watched it so many times thinking that I I didn't like it (laughs) and I just kept on watching it. And then it finally hit me that, oh, actually, this is really good. And not only is it good um, and it's, it's not without its faults, but not only is it a lot better than I previously thought it was, but it has a lot of the same elements that made the first one so good. <laughs> right. Like yeah. there's a lot of weird time, you know, shifts and things like that. Um, at one point, the the sun isn't coming up. It's just night. And they're like, how long has it? Like it's 7 a.m. Why is it dark outside? 
Yes. That like they have no sense of time. It's like they're in a bubble. Um, so there's, and also, you know, my favorite thing with impossible spaces, you know, they're going, they're walking and walking and walking and they're not getting anywhere. They're ending up the same place that they were. So they're being like turned around. And I absolutely love that. And that Mm -hmm. was the whole thing in the first one, but they have that like in spades in this one. And I don't know what my problem was before. And I was like, this is so bad. It's just, it's so stupid. And yeah. like I said, it's not without its faults, but it's so much better than I originally thought. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, and I, and you're definitely not a lot. I, it didn't get great reviews, but, um, did not. I, I remember watching it and thinking that, thinking that it was pretty good, but I also hadn't, I wasn't super loyal to the first one at that point. I'm more loyal yeah. to it now. I think I really, um, I've watched it a few times over the last like couple years, but um, it was one of those horror movies that I hadn't really picked up and I had just seen in like bits and pieces um, growing up. And I'd never really like sat down and taken it in. Um, so I wasn't super going into it with this idea of this is going to be just as good as the first one was, you know? So I think I was set up a little bit differently maybe. Um, okay. So that was my second trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. going about the pace that we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're on pace. All right. Go ahead, Steph. <laughs> okay. So my second and final question is, uh, what movie is the third installment in John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy? Uh, which is, this movie is preceded by The Thing and Prince of Darkness. Shit. I feel like. (laughs) Oh, fuck. We um, just watched The Prince of Darkness. Two. Fuck. Um, Gremlins. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't. (laughs) Yes. No. (laughs) What? (laughs) Balloons rain down from the ceiling. You did it. How did you do that? Um. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one. It is In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, my God. I had that in my head while you were asking the question. And I'm like, no, that can't be it. That that can't be the one. It was a fact. Oh, that's so annoying. Okay. That's good. That's a good one. That is such <laughs> a good movie. I love that. We should just do a whole episode about that movie. I, I could talk about that movie for a whole episode. Absolutely. It's so good. It's so good. Um. I wa- when I saw that movie, I was just not expecting to be as blown away as I was. Me either. Yeah. Um, I think when I first watched it, I was on like my first ever John Carpenter kick. Yeah. And I was like fresh off the thing, and I've actually never seen um, Prince of Darkness. However, yeah. um, I was just really into his style, and I. I absolutely love sam neill so i decided to watch and you know in the mouth of madness i mean it's like it's hp lovecraft that's basically what it is um and i love lovecraft so i was yeah i was very excited when i watched that movie and it has become one of my favorite movies such a good movie it it goes hard and it just has a lot of fun and it's it's good and sam neill is always a delight 
Dude, Sam Neill is freaking amazing. I think my favorite character, this is the last thing I'll say about it. Um, (laughs) I think one of my favorite moments in that movie is the, um, when he goes to stay at the inn and the, there's the old lady with like the man tied up under the reception desk. There's just something about that scene and like the paintings in the room and how like the people are coming and going from the paintings. Like the whole scene is just so good and so creepy. Um, My favorite part is at the very end when the world has basically ended and he goes into the movie theater that is showing the movie. It's showing in the mouth of madness Mm -hmm. Uh, and he watches himself and he just laughs and the movie ends because he's just like losing his shit. It's such a good movie. I love it so much. And the kid on the bicycle. The kid on the bicycle is terrifying. Is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So terrifying. I love it. Um, <clears throat> okay, great. So the last question and our last question of the game is, Stephanie, in what town is Nightmare on Elm Street meant to take place? Is it A, New Buffalo, Michigan, B, Ephraim, Wisconsin, C, Evansville, Indiana, or D, Springwood, Ohio? D, Springwood, Ohio. Nice. That was easy for you. I would I don't think I would have gotten that one. I, I, I only remember that because I was my second question was going to be something about Nightmare on Elm Street, but I couldn't no. think of anything that wasn't really obvious. Yeah. Um, so I, I was reading over some fun little oh. facts. And then oh, I was like, that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I Googled um horror trivia to set up this game for myself because I i'm lazy (laughs) or trivia thank you (laughs) i yes i always make sure to type in thank you to google when i'm googling things it's important that you thank google (laughs) when google eventually and has an uprising you know like an an ai uprising oh it will remember those that we those that thanked it correct that's why i always type thank you into the search Yes. And why I always thank our Google Home. And that last part is actually true. We do always say thank you. You will be spared in the great I AI be- uprising of yes. 20, what do you think? 2025? Uh, t- 2022. Yes. Oh, okay. Next year. Got it. Yeah. Well, I should start being nicer to my Google because we or to my, um, the AI in my house. We just have Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not very nice to her. <laughs> so maybe should be we nicer should, to her. We should be a little bit nicer, I think. Um, and that's it for horror trivia. That was the that was the the see, this uh, is why we need forty thousand dollars. Swipe up to <laughs> donate to the podcast so we don't have to make mouth noises anymore. Um okay. <laughs> So next on our list, we've got horror movies that we're excited about in 2021. Um, Let's see if they happen because the pandemic is still going on and we have no idea if people can safely film things, but hopefully they can and we get some, uh, some good stuff coming out this year. Well, for two of, well, at least two of the ones that I have on here. um, Although I think a third also falls under this category. They're already made, but their release dates have been pushed. Hmm. So 
That's good. I only have, as far as I know, one, maybe two things on here that are not yet, like they haven't even started filming. Mm. So those I understand. If they push the other ones again, I would understand because it's a pandemic and I I get it. (laughs) But I also will be mad. (laughs) Yes, I know. I know it's it's going to be a weird couple years, I think, because we had a lot of backlog <laughs> that came out in 2020. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it, what happens. I'm sure there'll be some good stuff. You want to you want to kick it off stuff? What stuff you're excited for? Yeah. So I'd say the first thing I'm excited for, and I newly found out that this is happening, is a sequel to Don't Breathe. I'm very excited about that. I We own Don't Breathe, and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. We saw it in theaters, and I'm not normally a big fan of like home invasion, thriller, horror. It's just not really that thrilling to me. Or, and it's never really anything new, and especially since like I feel like a, a really big trend with home invasion is the tables are turned on the invaders. And they it's like into the wrong house. Yeah, they, exactly. And I'm like, okay, awesome. But yeah. they do that really, really well in Don't yeah. Breathe. And also I, exact premise is I they love, broke into the wrong house, but it's really good. It's very good. And I love Jane Levy. She has my whole heart. Yeah. Do you want to read one of yours? I love her too. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited to see um how they follow up. I love the setting of that one too because it's just this um, so neighborhood good. that's very like abandoned, you know. It's this so. abandoned, forgotten neighborhood, and I, I think it's supposed to be D- Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so claustrophobic, and they do such a good job at it feeling very isolated. Yeah, and like no one cares about this place. No one is coming to save you. Like this is the thing where it's set in a city. I mean, maybe it's like bordering the city. I don't really know Detroit very well. Um, but it's like, you're not that far from people, but if you scream, no one will hear you. That's a really cool and good thing, like to have in a horror. That's just, that's so good. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's like the houses are all abandoned around him if you haven't seen it. So yeah, it's this urban decay. Yeah, it just it's like you can tell people were there, but they're very much gone and it's very lonely feeling. Um, yeah, so for my first movie, I am really excited about I've got Hellraiser 2021. Um, Clive Barker will not be involved, I don't believe in this one. And there's still kind of like scant details about even when this is going to come out. But um I think it's it has been confirmed to be something that's happening and they're they want it to come out in 2021 so we'll see but like with everything on my list there's not a date yet um and it's probably just pending to see um if the pandemic allows for any of this to happen but i am so excited about hellraiser um because i love that movie and I haven't, like I said before, I've seen one and two, uh, but I haven't seen all of the the subsequent films, but I am really excited about this one. I'm excited to see what they do with the new technology and effects and practical effects that they have at their disposal, because there is so much good stuff 
Hellraiser, the universe is just like endless creativity. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what it does in the hands of someone who's like really talented. So, uh, have you seen the 20, I think it's 18 sequel. No, I haven't seen that one. Okay. I've, have you- I was, no, I, when I first, cause I hadn't seen Hellraiser until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because I mostly avoided it because it seemed like something I wouldn't like, cause I'm not huge on certain types of body horror. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to talk to you. You had to reassure me of all the things that it doesn't have. <laughs> I'm like, right. okay, does it meet this criteria that I need to be able to watch it and not have a really bad time? And it did. Um, it still wasn't really so much my thing, but it wasn't like as disturbing as I thought it would be. Um, but I was originally going to start with the 2018 one because in general... I trust newer horror movies to not be the kind of disturbing that really gets to me. That makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's this like generational thing. I don't, I don't really know what it is, but that's why I was going to start with the 2018 one. And then you convinced me to start with the actual first one. I was like, that would probably make more sense. And I would probably understand what's happening a lot more. Um, So, but I've only seen the first one. I've not mm-hmm. seen the rest. Yeah. Yeah. The the first two are really good. I've I've read elsewhere that Hellraiser one and two are like the stars of the show. Um, and the rest aren't quite as good. So yeah. I don't feel like I'm I'm missing out on a ton by not watching them. Like the reason that the first two work so well is because they've got such an interesting, they have such interesting stories, like interlaced with all the body horror and <laughs> gore it's like a i mean you all know probably if you've seen it it's just 110 percent body horror so um but it has to have something else going on to make it truly interesting right and those first two absolutely do so um i'm really excited to see what they do with the 2021 version um i knew i knew that they had one in 2018 but um I didn't really hear very many good things about it. So I just kind of skipped it, but maybe I should watch that before. I didn't really hear anything about it. Yeah. I didn't like the things that I heard, I heard about it were like, eh. Yeah. People were kind of like, eh, about it. So I just didn't really dig in. Also, I will say that um, we talked about this on Instagram. I had this on Instagram as a post that they were making a new Hellraiser 2021 and uh, people are not happy about it. <laughs> Well, I'm happy about it, but people are like, "Oh God!" Like they're people doing have it very strong opinions on remakes and sequels of like older beloved yeah. horror movies, and which I I get. Sure. Yeah, but more often than not, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do. And if yeah. it ends up sucking, oh well, you still have the the old one, the good one. Right, that's fine. Yeah. Like right. I wasn't mad at the Blair Witch Project of like what 2013 or something, whenever that came out. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it before. I wasn't like this ruins everything. I was just like, oh, that was disappointing. Yeah, and then of course I came around on it, but still, like everyone, just just chill out, okay? Yeah, just cool it, okay? Cool um, your jets. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I'll go into the rest of my list here in a little bit, but um, oh the unique thing about 2021 in these, in these um, remakes is they're all supposed to be kind of like direct direct um, remakes of the original. 
which is interesting. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Cause that's even more emotional for a lot of people, right? You're not just doing like a, um, a sequel to the existing story. You're like remaking the original story. So we'll see how it goes. That is a big task to take on. It is. It is a lot of pressure. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so the second one on my list is escape room two. And it's, it's a little goofy because the first one's like, it's a little dumb, you know, it's, I liked it. I, I think I, I think good. it's great, but like I understand that if, if someone might not like it, but I think it's just good. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's a puzzle yeah. movie. Yeah, it's really i I think it got more shit than it deserved because it was a January release in 2020, uh, which is you know start of the dump months. And but it's fine. It's I think it's good. And yeah. I expect the second to be probably pretty outrageous, but I'm really excited about that because I love some outrageous horror. It's you know? entertaining no matter what. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. I, I'd say it's a very like shut your brain off kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just good. So Agreed. I'm really excited about that. It was supposed to come out on January 1st of 2021, but it's been uh-huh. pushed back <laughs> to an unknown date. So yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Classic, classic 2020. Um, classic COVID, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie, that the first movie was was pretty good. It was funny because Stephanie had told me to, um, had recommended I watch it. And <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I went to go find the trailer because I was curious as to what it was. Um was that how it went? Yeah, I went to go find the trailer and I started watching it and it was it looked so stupid in the trailer. It was about like this group of friends and they're like, it's our birthday and we're gonna get wild. And then they got a <laughs> like an escape room and they're like, it's it just looked but the the acting was bad and it was just kind of silly and I was yeah. like Stephanie was singing its praises. I, I'm like, it's like, a it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so much fun. <laughs> Turns out there's another escape room, uh, a movie with the same name that came out, I think in 2015, or maybe it was like 2018. It was literally like only a few years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, And that was the movie that I was uh, watching the trailer of. So I'm happy to report the actual movie she's talking about is from 2020. And it's it's very good. (laughs) It is good. (laughs) I know. Um, I remember you were like, this doesn't... um... Like ooh, good. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's, it's great. My- it's got that girl from True Blood. I love her. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, Stephanie's having a stroke. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I mean, I, none of these people be, are good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's super good. Definitely give it a watch. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what they do with the second one. They ended the movie on a very like we're making a second one note. Yeah. Like so it, it was um, definitely always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next movie I've got here is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's um if you've read any of our stuff or listened to any of our episodes, you'll know we're huge fans of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre um from 1974. Um by Toby Hooper and Kim Hankel. And they're doing 
they're rebooting basically the original um and it's set to be directed by david blue garcia um and he's got a really cool style he's from texas um he has a real sense for i think the culture and what's going on there and if you know the original you know how rooted in america's history that movie was but also it, it spoke a lot to the issues that people that lived in texas were going through at the time like yeah. the oil crisis and all of that so i'm excited for a texas um for someone who's from texas and grew up there to make the movie i think that'll be a really interesting um it it, it just pays great tribute to how the original was made because toby hooper was from from Texas and lived there and grew up there um, as well. So I'm excited to see what, what David Blue Garcia does with it. Um, that one doesn't have a release de- date yet either, but um, it is scheduled to, I think they they're starting filming somewhat soon. They were supposed to start in December, I believe, but I think that got pushed back a little bit. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully that one comes out. I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Also, I attended the, um, they recently had a cast and crew reunion for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, it's like a, uh, I want to say like a month ago, maybe, um, that was hosted by Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they separated out with, you could attend one or both nights. Um, but the first night was the cast reunion, um, it had everyone, but, uh, Sally, uh, Marilyn Burns, who played Sally, um, Paul A. Partain, who played Franklin, uh, of course, Leatherface, uh, Gunnar Hansen, um, because unfortunately they have all um, since passed. But it had uh, Bill Vale, who was Kirk, uh, Alan Danziger, who was Jerry, Terry McGinn, who was Pam, uh, Ed Neal, who was the hitchhiker, and then uh, John Dugan as uh, the grandpa. And also, and I feel bad because I can't remember his name, but um, the he played the uh, semi truck driver that pulled over at the end of the movie. Do you mm. remember? Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't remember his name. No, I'm terrible. Uh, oh. Yeah, I am too. But he was there. Um, and so basically, it just started off with Joe Bob Briggs uh, introducing everyone, and then they just played the movie and they all watched it together. But they were, you know providing commentary over it on their experiences and um, just everything like that. And then the second night, which I actually thought was more interesting (laughs) was the, the crew. And so they watched it again, but they were telling all of the like, you know, down and dirty details of the behind the scenes, how they did these things, especially that was a lot of those uh, crew members. That was their like first movie or among their first movies a lot of those people were fresh out of college uh, yeah. and it, this launched their careers. Um, so it was a lot of fun. I also got to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre two nights in a row. <laughs> so yeah. that was a good time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really excited about Texas Chainsaw. Uh, it has become one of my favorite movies like very quickly. So yeah, very much on that train. Also the, um, one of the last scenes from from that movie with Sally in the back of the pickup truck covered in blood, like laugh screaming back at the 
the horror that she just escaped, you know, that, that iconic image in horror history. Everyone's been using it for um, like the beginning of 2021, basically like (laughs) looking back at 2020, like, Oh my God, I escaped. (laughs) And that's an oops because of the past couple days. (laughs) Yes. not quite out of it yet. That's but I've also we're slowly seen... getting out of the reeds there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've also seen that image from Mandy where Nick Cage is sitting in the car covered in blood and he's like, he turns and it's like leaving the first week of 2021. Like <laughs> that's I think more accurate right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Up to date. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited about that. I think the new cast is going to do a great job. Um, and then the people that are starring are uh, pretty talented too. the star of that movie, eighth grade. Oh, she's yeah. going to be, she's going to be lead. Yeah. I'm so excited for her. I know. Oh, that's I know. awesome. I know. I'm really excited too. She's such a good actress. So, yeah. Um, but I could go on forever about that. Then I'll stop now. <laughs> I'll let Steph get to her, her next one. <laughs> so, my next one is uh, a movie that was pushed back to this year. Um, it was originally supposed to come out last April, and then April was <laughs> not a good month in 2020. <laughs> uh, so it's called Antlers, and it's based on a short story by my favorite guy, Nick Antosca. Uh, the short story is called The Quiet Boy. Um, having read the short story, I'm very excited about this. It is such a good. He also he is the uh, creator of Channel Zero, my mm. beloved Channel Zero, that Sci-Fi canceled for reasons after four seasons, just to mess with me personally. Um, so I'm very excited to like see anything new that he does, and um, he is involved with the the movie, obviously, and uh, just. I'm very excited about it. However, with one uh, little note here, it could also be a giant yikes because in the movie, the big monster is supposed to be a Wendigo, I guess. Mm. So I'm not excited about that. (laughs) I'm not. Steph, can you explain for the people who don't know what that is? Well, so, okay. The Wendigo is a creature from uh, Native American myth, um, more so the Algonquin tribes, and um, which is more so in like Canada and you know the East Coast. I think stretching down into the United States as well. But basically, it's supposed to represent like insatiable greed. Um, I think a a lot of things that are attributed to it are cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's like really presented in a lot of movies about the Wendigo, like American movies made by non-native people is this cannibalism thing where it's like this taboo where you eat someone and you're giving into like this desire or something like this is in the movies, not the actual folklore. Um, But basically in short, I don't think it should be in this movie because I don't think that the director is a native person. So I'm just not really that excited about that. And they pretty explicitly say 
in the move in, in at least the trailer that it's the Wendigo. Yeah. In the short story, they do not say it's the Wendigo. What they do say is uh, the narrator describes the creature as just it, having antlers. Right. Doesn't make something the Wendigo. Could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It sounds like a might be a yikes, which is unfortunate, but it it might very well be a yikes, <laughs> and I'm not excited about that. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, next on my list is Nosferatu, which um, again they've remade this one a couple times over the <laughs> what hundred or so years since it's been a movie. Um, but I'm really excited about this one in particular because um, the director who did The Lighthouse is going to be directing the remake. So um, I really like The Lighthouse. That's an awesome movie. Um, absolutely a horror movie. Um, loved it. I, I love The Lighthouse. It's so I good. It. I was so... I think if 10 years ago you told me that Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson were going to be in a horror movie together, I'd be like, what, what (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't know if that would be a good thing to do. Don't do that. And in 2020, when I watched it, I'm like, this is perfect. I'm so happy that this, (laughs) this, it's a hundred percent. Like, I mean, it's, it's everything, but their, their chemistry is just so good. And they're both such great actors and it's such a gruesome movie that that one. So I'm really excited to see what, um, how he kind of brings that vision to Nosferatu. Um, and there's, there's been some rumors, but I don't, I don't, he, he said that it's something that he would think about and he loves working with Willem Dafoe, but, um, he might be in the movie, but I don't think that that's been nailed down yet. So it, it might not be him. Um, it might be someone else who stars. So we'll see. But I'm excited. I'm, I sure hope it's Willem Dafoe. That would be great. Yeah, great. He, <laughs> I can just see his face now as as the lead. You know what I mean? Like I can just picture it in my head with his like, you know, the, the main character is like the way that he looks with his huge eyes and... Um, and then uh, in true you know true to fashion bringing it full circle we'll have robert pattinson play nosferatu the vampire i was you know what i was thinking that same thing i was like what if we went from like the shittiest vampire on the planet edward cullen (laughs) to arguably the best yeah (laughs) (laughs) to oh i love nosferatu just rip off dracula <laughs> just nosferatu oh, is so good it's just like b movie dracula and i love it <laughs> oh my god i love it so much i love um, copyright violation dracula okay that's it for that's that's it on nosferatu i'm really excited about it um and that's also confirmed to be happening and we'll see if it comes out this year it's supposed to but we'll see so my next one is uh, They Hear It, which is, uh, this one is not necessarily coming out this this year. It might be in 2022. It's sort of a TBD situation. Um, but it would be made by David Robert Mitchell, who did It Follows. Um, 
And the, the description that I could find for it was uh, that it is a, it's about a mysterious noise that has dark qu- consequences for those who hear it. And I mean, that's all you need for me mm-hmm. to watch it. That's I mean, good. I'm in. Good. Yeah. So I mean, that one's it pretty short. Outstanding. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that one's kind of out of a uh, whole cloth. So I don't really have any other context <laughs> for it. Um, I'm just excited. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about that one too. Just from I, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it, but now I'm really excited to watch that one um hopefully in theaters by 2022 but we'll see um the next one on my list here is the changeling uh, which is a movie well the original was a movie from from the 70s about a man who like is going through a lot of uh the process of grief you know and so he moves into this he ends up moving away moves into this house gets a new job at a different university um as a professor and the house is haunted. So, um, <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. So, an unusual turn of events. <laughs> yeah. So they're remaking it, and um, this, like with all of these, there's so few details. Like I scrounged, but um, this one is another one that's confirmed, um, and it's got a release year for 2021. Um, so I'm hopeful, but it was good. It, they when it came out they called it like the scariest movie ever made and you know it's it's from the 70s so when you watch it now you're like mm, but um it's still a good movie um and i can see how groundbreaking it was for the time you know like the yeah. with the effects and what they were able to do so yeah i'm excited yeah I'm excited for that one i haven't seen the changeling i'm sorry everyone no, no no it's uh <laughs> I don't think it's one of those that's that uh, it's I think from the list of iconic movies is probably one that not, you know, as many people have have seen. Yeah, um, but it's worth a watch for sure. I liked it. It's very long. I remember it being like, I think it's like a little over two hours, but I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll head into the last ones on our list. Steph, what's your last one? So my last one is Candyman. And I'm just very, very excited about that. <laughs> I love Candyman. And also I love uh, Jordan Peele. And I don't I don't think I've seen any of Nia DaCosta's work, but I already love Nia DaCosta um, by extension. So... Yeah, and, and that one's got a poster and everything. That one's like it has a trailer to too, because it was supposed to come out last oh, August, right. and and then it was pushed to like uh, I think this June or something like that, um, and then it was pushed again to August. So okay. it let's hope you know everything goes well. We'll get Candyman yeah, in August, right. um, but uh, what I think is really funny already, and I just already love it is when they were searching for uh, who they wanted to cast as Candyman, which is like a really big deal because Tony Todd has some big shoes to fill. Um, They eventually were just like, Hey, Tony, do you want to be Candyman again? (laughs) He's like, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So he's Candyman again. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) 
don't want anyone else to be Candyman. I know. He's just so iconic. And and this one is not um it's worth noting also that it's not a remake of the the first one. It's a continuation of the story. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Awesome. And the last one on my list is The Exorcist. So, um Well, so that one might not be happening. So, here's what's up. Okay. I've read a few different things. One was the original, the original like director of the exorcist was like, hell no. I'm there's no way in hell. Like, and was very like denied it really strongly that that was even going to happen. Um, but it's got it. It's, but it does have its own like IMDB page with a director attached. Who's not him. And um, he said that I think last year, like mid last year sometime. So he's not involved, but there is production is is under underway. I think on this one, I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't, sorry, it hasn't started actually filming, but they're getting, they're getting organized around it. So I don't, and it's one of the other ones that's got a release date for this year. So we'll see if, if that actually happens, but it does say the exorcist 2021 on IMDb. And there's been, I've read some articles talking about it. Um, I read articles talking about how they're going to try to incorporate Linda Blair. Maybe she shows up at some point in the movie, um, which would be cool. Hopefully it's not too cheesy, (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. So we'll see. My very late, um burn on the exorcist uh was going to be you said william friedkin said that he's not going to be part of it and i was going to say thank god so yeah <laughs> that's a there you go burn he's yeah he was very spicy when asked yeah. about if he was going to um be a part of it and he has yep uh boom roasted william friedkin you suck <laughs> you're a boom. you're a bad person boom roasted um and that that wraps up our segment all about what we're excited for in 2021. Yeah. I know a lot of it, like we said, is kind of up in the air, but it's supposed to at least some of these hopefully will be coming out this year. Um, There's much fewer than in previous years that like I've even yeah. not even seen um, that I'm excited about, but just have seen in general. And I mean, I think that's obviously due to the pandemic. Because it's yes, like, uh, we might be, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but, absolutely. Um, I think we definitely have a good batch here. For sure, yeah. Um, and then in our final segment, we're going to talk all about some short horror films that we um, that we love and that we recommend that you watch. But first, I know we want to kick it off with just talking a little bit about why short horror is so important, the value that it brings to the genre. Um and what it's able to do that maybe longer form can't can't do, you know. So we'll kick it off with that. Um, Steph, you wanna you wanna start? Yes. I'd like to tell everyone a tale of my senior <laughs> thesis in college, because believe it or not, it it relates to this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Remember, I don't even know what this is. So let's yeah. Do you remember go. my senior thesis? In college? Um, I mean, I can just tell you. Yeah, just tell me. So I went to school for uh, photography, everyone. And in my senior year, we 
had to do a senior thesis and I obviously did, you know, photography based. Um, so it was half a like photo series and then half an essay. Um, and the essay portion I did on family photography and uh, the democratization of the camera. That was the title of the, the thesis. Um, and that, <laughs> that was a title that I came up with um, that was pretty a bullshit way of saying, uh, it's my senior year of college. I'm severely depressed. The only thing I can think about <laughs> is how broken my life is. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about my family. <laughs> democratization no i actually i really like the democratization of the camera because yeah literally and everyone has professional level cameras just in the palm of their hand now you know well yeah so that that leads me into why short horror is so important so in my whole thesis and what i very firmly believe to this day uh is that short horror and the development of amateur photography over the years, ever since basically the, the first um, not like cheap consumer friendly cameras came out, which among the first was the Kodak Brownie um, way back in the day. And that allowed people to just like the common man, you know, the common family to buy these cameras. And it's not this just super heavy, super expensive, like, process to take a one picture yeah it was this portable light stupid looking box <laughs> that we actually we have two brownies back at our childhood home um <laughs> but it allowed everyone to take a picture and then you know of course all of the elitist uh oh that means that it's lessening the value of photography it's no longer in art it's, you know, it's cheap. It's classic gatekeeping that it, happens. It's yeah. absolutely gatekeeping. And I think that pretty uh, well translates into why is short horror so important? It's because most people don't have the means or the time uh, to make a feature length film. But a lot of people have really good ideas and they just don't have access to a lot of, you know, professional resources. So you can find some amazing short horror movies on YouTube and it, it takes a lot of digging. I mean, it takes a lot of digging to find a good horror movie. It's a lot easier though, to find a good like feature length horror movie because they get a lot more attention, you know, yeah. they're probably going to show up. I mean, they're going to show up on like Amazon, you know, there's press around them and there's press. Yeah. yeah. There there's, there's things written about them. They have reviews Whereas uh, some random person who uploads, you know, their their passion project, their short horror on YouTube, very unknown. There's no press. Um, and that's so important to the continuation of horror and also filmmaking in general, because once you open up the access to everyone, you'll suddenly realize, yes, a lot of people have some dumb ideas, but a lot of professional filmmakers have some dumb ideas. And yeah. you find people like uh, David F. Sandberg, who's um, made a few of the the short horrors that I have on my list, um, along with his wife and like co uh, like like partner and all things, yeah. yeah, like creative partner. 
um, Lada Lawson, uh, they make amazing short horror on YouTube. And uh, if you know them, you know Lights Out. That was made into a feature-length film. Like, yeah. you can find this amazing talent on YouTube, and it adds so much to the community. Granted, Lights Out, the movie, was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Not, it did not translate it well. Um, it, it did not go very well. However, it, it's more the principle of the thing, and it's the fact that it gave, you know, the common person the chance to have their voice heard. And that's that's never something that is ever going to be bad or worthless or that that's never something that's going to cheapen any level of art. Because if the common person's voice is enough to cheapen an art form, the art form is it should be cheapened. It should be destroyed because it's not good enough. It should not be for the select few. Nothing good comes from this is only for the select few. It well, has yeah. to be for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And to argue that any any art is um requires a certain budget level is is just fucking stupid. It's um, outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like very pretentious. Very pretentious. We don't yeah. we don't like that here at Spooky Town. So I think Steph kind of said that perfectly. I mean I agree with all of that. I think that short horror has, um, it's got so much room to be so creative and, and sometimes more ambiguous than feature length films can be because feature length films, um, of course need to have, how do I say this? I don't want to say they have more of a developed story because that's, that's kind of, not true, but short horror um, things that are scary to us are often things that we don't quite understand, right? Maybe they're outside the norm or um, they represent something that's scary because we just don't really know that much about it. So what short horror films can do is they can um, tell a quick story that's pretty ambiguous and therefore terrifying. Um, and they get away with it really well. And they're really good at it because it's only six minutes long, right? They don't have a lot of time to to tell the story, um, but they can omit some details that would help you piece it together. So it kind of leaves you thinking about it for quite a while afterwards, right? Which is yeah. what I love about horror movies. It, it, sometimes being long is to the detriment of a lot of movies, like including horror movies, yeah. where it's like, this didn't need to be two hours long. <laughs> this right. could have been told in like 30 minutes or less, you know? Yeah. And, and we've all gotten to the point, like, you know, in some movies where it, it comes to the end and they just over explain the whole thing and then it's done. And you're like, well now, I mean, I'm not left thinking about it at all. And I'm not really nothing about, I'm not leaving it scared, you know, like nothing about that is making me think anymore because they just dumped all that information on me. Um, which is something that short horror can't really do. Um, if it's done well, you know, of course it can still, it can still do it to some degree, but the movies on our list, it, anyways do not do that um so i i absolutely agree and i also like to think of short horror as a it, it's like the um it's a lot more similar to a campfire story yeah you know it's yep. they're kind of like to me like the og <laughs> 
like horror stories. I mean, it's the things that you whisper around the fire that you tell your kids that, you know, you tell your friends to scare them. And these people have made it into, you know, a, a few minutes. And it's also, it's nice because short horror, like not all short horror is necessarily made on a very small budget. So some are, have a professional budget, but the, for the ones that don't, so it's basically just very few people working on it, potentially just like a one man show, one, you know, one person show. It's such like pure unfiltered idea and it's not clouded by a bunch of other people's ideas and a bunch mm-hmm. of other people's limitations. Like you can just like, you get exactly what, the director or you know the writer whoever like what they wanted to make and yeah that can sometimes be like wow you have dumb ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, not, it's not a guarantee that it's good yeah, yeah but it's, no it's, like, it's like a pure unfiltered idea coming at, that you know isn't hasn't been washed over by like or washed out by like you know executives opinions on a yeah. rating board like opinions like you need to change this like it's exactly what that person wanted to make. Yeah, there's a lot less hands in the pot. Yes. So so you don't yeah. get you get like people's passion projects, right? You get stuff that people are really excited about. Yeah. Um without the um the eyes of like a, you know, a production company necessarily. And to your point, some of these still have, of course, production companies and they still have um by production companies, I mean like big studios um attached maybe sometimes that happens and of course there's still other people involved and sometimes they have they do have really big budgets but um the point stands where it's still like if it's smaller you know it mm-hmm. make as much money so oftentimes that really isn't the case that and the creator just kind of gets to do what they really want to do which is tell this story that they have in their head that they're really excited about and that comes through yeah so I'd, I'd like to think that's what got lost in translation between lights out the short horror and lights out the movie is Oof. there were hands in the pot. <laughs> you didn't get to do what they wanted to do. I, I don't, you, I don't oh, know if that was, the, that is what happened, but I need to live in that world where <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. So we love short horror and you should go just spend a spend an afternoon going around YouTube looking for stuff. Um, but you should check these ones out first. We've got a list here that you can start out with. That is pretty amazing. Um, Steph, do you want to start with, with your first one and then we'll switch back and forth? Sure. So uh, let's see to kick us off. I'm just going to go ahead with my two faves, uh, David F. Sandberg and Lotta Lawson uh, with Attic Panic. I think that was one of the first of their videos that I ever watched. Um, and it's so good. It's so terrifying. Like I'm like, I've said in earlier podcasts, I don't need something. I don't need a horror movie to scare me because a lot of the time it doesn't, but attic panic terrifies me. It's, it's so simple and it's, They make such simple use of the space that they're in. The space that they're in is literally their attic. I I think it's like their building's attic. Um, They use light bulbs from Ikea. And like they, I I watched the making of it and David describes this one light setup as like the trash can light. (laughs) It's literally a trash can with a light in it that's shining (laughs) down 
on one of the characters in the video. And it's extraordinarily effective. I love it's it. Just, it's great. It's so good. Um, what was I going to say about that? I had a really amazing point. It just floated right out of my head. But yes, <laughs> okay. that's, that that short is awesome. I, I loved it. They do such a good job with taking such a simple idea and just making it absolutely terrifying. And the, the, I, I think this one's only like three minutes, right? It's not. Very yeah. Long it's long. not very long. Yeah. yeah. It's really not good. a very complicated scene. There's no dialogue. I mean, that's pretty common in all of their um, videos is there's no dialogue or there's very little dialogue. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's like any, there's no lines. Because I, yeah. they added all of the the sounds in post, right? Um, it's just good. Yeah, it's just super it's good. Very effective. Mm-hmm. Pony Smasher, right? Is there? Yeah, that's their is channel, their name. channel on YouTube. Yeah, definitely check them out. There's not really there's like no misses on their channel. There's a lot of good horror, and not a whole lot of not a whole lot of them are are not really scary. So definitely check them out. <clears throat> um. So on mine, I've got, so I, I went to a lot of virtual horror festivals um, this last October, which was great because I got to see a lot of, a lot of short horror from people as amateur as I am <laughs> all the way up to like, you know, professional filmmakers who have been doing this for, for decades. And it was just a ton of fun because um, you just get to see like all these different skill levels just coming together um, around their love of horror. And one of the the first ones I have on here is a film called seven levels deep. Um, I saw that one at the Slay film festival, um, which was just one of the horror film festivals I went to. Um, it was amazing. It's directed um, and written by um, Pina Brutal from Germany and it was fantastic. It's about a woman who is in a session with her psychiatrist and she's going down, she's going down these levels of basically her own psyche. But the way that it is portrayed is um, I don't know where they're at exactly, but they're, they're like under what looks to be some kind of like building with a pretty high, um, it's lifted off the ground somehow. And, but it's kind of got that underground like basement E, but not like, it's very like seedy feeling and um, kind of like industrial, maybe industrial. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, it's in Berlin um, where they filmed it. And it's, it just kind of feels like that. I've never been to Berlin, but I imagine this is what it feels like. It's, it's like um, a lot of performance artists are in this, in this movie and she's moving from like space to space, which has all been set up as it's like own individual scene of something is something's playing out, something's going on. And all of the scenes are disturbing in some way. Um, and it's supposed to be her kind of navigating her way through her own um, psyche. And it's just beautifully lit. Like the colors in it are fantastic. All the performance artists in it are amazing. Um, very, very creepy. Like the makeup is is really is really amazing and really creepy. And um, it was all done in a single take, so it's just very fluid. Um, I cannot find this online anywhere, so I apologize. I'm kind of teasing you all. I, this is the only one that I couldn't find online. 
I'm hoping that she makes it um, available someday, but I don't know if that's, if that's the case. Um, yeah. You, I, might just, I, you might just have to pay to see it. Oh, go ahead. I just found out uh, through you telling me this right now that it was done in a single take. And now I have to see this movie. I It's so good. It is. Like, I love single take movies. It is so, <laughs> so you'll, much. you will love it. And so she just started following us. I brought up Instagram. This is the third time now. Um, <laughs> but she just started following us on Instagram. And I almost want to ask her if I can pay for the copy of that movie. Um, Cause it's yeah. so good. Might as well. I can shoot my shot and see because I, it's it's so worth it. Um, and yeah, it's just about her kind of going through her own, like I said, her own psyche and trying to like get some peace, basically. But um, it's very good. And I'll let you know if I can get a copy of it. Um, Stephanie, not, not the world. I'm not going to put it out <laughs> for everybody, but hopefully she makes it publicly available someday. <laughs> uh, so my next one is... Uh... Mama, which also had a uh, feature length adaptation. Um, and it was directed by Andy Muschietti and written and produced by his sister, um, Barbara Muschietti. And they're sort of a creative team. They also were uh, the makers behind the, um, the reboot of it, of both chapters. Oh, and wow. So, so they did both the short and the feature length film. Wow. Um, I, I love the short film. I think it's so effective. Um, it's about these two little girls who I think, I think it's sort of a little bit unclear where their mom is or what's really happening there. But there's this uh, monstrous figure called Mama um, who is downstairs, who is basically coming for them. And she's just, the effects are very good. I I literally, not moments before the podcast, finished the uh, the movie adaptation of Mama. Um, which, again, same director, same writer, uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro, because he loved the short so much. I am... <laughs> I am enraged. <laughs> it is so bad. Oh, I know. Like they, they kept the story, you know, and they obviously had to expand on it, but it was basically the same. They, uh, mama basically looks the same as she does in the short. So it's not like the spirit was lost. Um, but all of my respect was lost. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't take it doesn't take a lot, you guys. You do you fuck up one time, Stephanie's fucking I, cut you out. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh one strike Stephanie, as they call me. Um <laughs> Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So I I loved this one scene so much because it was one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. Oh, I thought this was going to be like a redeeming moment. No, this is not a redeeming scene. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't seen it, the movie stars um, Nikolai Koster Wald Waldau. Mm. Uh, sorry, Nikolai. <laughs> <You're> Danish. <laughs> Give me some chances. Um, and then also Jessica Chastain. 
and then there's the two kids. The two kids are great. I they're fantastic. Also, Javier Botet has mama. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Nikolai are they're good actors. I love them both. You know. Yeah. They're the worst part of this movie. Mm. They are absolutely awful. It's it, I feel like they're not in the same movie as the the two girls are, the two young girls. Because they're doing their absolute best and they're they're doing very well and they just seem like <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I feel like whole, you can tell when actors just aren't into it. The whole thing seems like like the dress rehearsal, but they filmed it and then they shipped it off to theaters. <laughs> And it's like, uh, good enough. So anyway, I, I wanted to read, um, I wrote down a couple lines from this one fantastic scene uh, at the end where uh, Mama has taken the two girls back to the cabin. That, that's her cabin. That's where they were living before they were found. And she's planning on sacrificing them. Not sacrificing, but sort of killing them so that they can live with her forever because she loves them. And Jessica Chastain is driving out to the cabin to go save them. Uh, Nikolai is wandering around that forest for reasons. Sure. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the scene. Jessica Chastain in her van driving really fast. So she calls, uh, his name is Lucas in the movie. So she calls him and she's leaving a voicemail. Okay, here's ex- what she says. Okay, yeah. Lucas, she has the girls. I'm heading to Clifton Forge. Clifton Forge is where the cabin is. And she's, she's driving really fast on this mountain road. And then all of a sudden, he walks in front of her van. And she miraculously stops in time before hitting him. Mm. And then she gets, she opens the door. And she shouts, Luke. <laughs> He's like right there okay yeah <laughs> she okay she shouts no, like no. he's very okay. far away. yeah <laughs> he's like literally right there that made me laugh <laughs> so then uh they hug and they're like oh you know don't bother asking him what the hell he's doing Walking uh, out, right. like, what are you doing uh so he says i got your message and then jessica Chastain, wait jessica yeah he has his phone but he didn't, he got her voicemail. She didn't even hang up though, did she? No, she did. She, oh, she okay. left right, a that's very okay. brief voicemail that she got almost it. hit him. Got it. So he says, I got your message. And then she says, what the hell are you doing here? And then he does not answer her. He looks in the van and he says, where are the girls? Oh. And she says, she took them. And he says, what? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Yes. Let's that is repeat. Amazing. Let's get a, a repeat of the message that she left Luke. Lucas, she has the girls. I'm heading to Clifton Forge. Let's fast forward. I... Where are the girls? Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Jastain. She took also, them. <laughs> here's my question. If he got her message, why didn't he answer the fucking phone? Uh it's unclear. Okay. Yeah. It's got not it. So Mama the movie, not so good. Mama the short is excellent. And it's very short. It's very short, but it's very good. I watched it. Um, I watched it today. I actually hadn't seen the short before. So yeah, 
It's, it's very into it. Should not have been Excellent. named. <laughs> should not have fucking ruined it. Um, all right. So the next one on my list is a short called Washed. Um, and this is another one that I saw at a film festival uh, during the Halloween season. Um, I believe I saw this one at Crypticon, which is a local Seattle one um, movie festival. So it's a stop motion, uh, but it's it's live action. It's real people. Um, but that's the style of it. Um, so it was directed by Michael Bartolomeo and written by both him and Stephen West Rogers. And um, it's, it's about seven minutes long, but it follows a man and um, a man who, <laughs> how do I describe this? Uh, he has a insurmountable amount of laundry uh, <laughs> gathering, uh, building up in his apartment. And him and his girlfriend are just kind of sitting on the bed, staring at it, watching it as it grows. So he decides to go out and do something about it. Uh, find a laundromat. They're based in the movie is set in New York City. So um, he goes out and he looks at. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that's a 2020 <laughs> mood, <laughs> right? So he goes out um, and he's walking around the streets and he looks at the first one and he's like, mm, no, it's like a coin laundry and he's not really into the into it so he he walks down the streets sees another one not really into that one and then finally he comes across um eldritch laundry is what it's called i love that (laughs) i know i know he comes across eldritch laundry and um he's like oh seems interesting and he's looking at what they have in the window and it's like you know uh, they'll get out all your stains guaranteed and then something else laundry speak. And then the last one is like free, um, free pickup. And he's like, yes, like that's what I want. And um, <laughs> so he goes in and uh, it's just super spooky inside. It's very dark and like the laundry mach- machines stretch on um, for a while. Um, I'm sorry. He walks into a place that looks normal, but then he sees there's a door. And when he walks past that door, that's when the laundry machines are like stretching on forever. And um, it's very creepy. And he walks to the back and um, rings the little bell and a guy comes out. (laughs) This hooded figure comes out from like what looks like a mile away, but he's like clearly being, and it's all stop motion. So it's got that mood to it. Right. And there's like no dialogue at all. Um, and he's like got the like most Halloween makeup you've ever seen, but it's so good. Like it's clearly someone who's a very talented, you know, um, makeup artist did this person's makeup, but they did it to make it look like it's really gaudy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just this guy, and he comes forward and he gives him the um, the form to fill out for his laundry. And it's so funny, the form, because like the first half is English, but then it just turns into Latin in the last. <laughs> so he's like i guess i guess i'll sign this and um you know he has to sign with his own blood and it's just i won't give away the whole thing it's just such a good one uh you you have to check it out um very very small too it's only got like a few thousand watches on on youtube and but when i saw this movie i was like that was fantastic like that was so (laughs) so i was so happy with it so that one you can watch. It's on YouTube. It's called Washed. <laughs> There's also a lot of videos called Washed. So you have yeah. to be careful. 
we'll we'll post yeah. the the link to all of these. Yeah, yeah. You can find the link to well the ones that we have links for. We're gonna post in the um, description, so you can find them there on our website. I, when I was trying to find it uh, upon your recommendation before, I was coming across a lot of things. <laughs> But yeah, yeah it, it takes a second. It's a very generic title, but yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So my next one uh, is The Bells. Um, it was made by, uh, well, th- this is, I, I guess this is, could be his name, uh, Virat Pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's starring Danny Barclay and Nell Rutledge Leverens. And um, this one isn't really like all that, I can't really take it that seriously. It's just good. It's just it fun. Is. Um, it's uh, the sort of plot is that uh, following a death in the family, this brother and sister start hearing a mysterious sound. And it's, I mean, it's a bell. Um, and we start with the brother. Um, he's on the phone with his sister and he it makes such good use of sound because the bell will all of a sudden be super loud in your ears and it's like deafening. And then he goes deaf for a few seconds and like the sound will come in and out. So that's basically what's happening on this phone call. And he eventually hangs up to investigate these sounds happening in this house because also he's asking her if she can hear it and she can't hear it. Right. So he's like, okay, am I going insane? Um, and you know, I won't really say much more than that. Um, but it's it's just it's very good. The yeah. the monster in it, which I think unfortunately is in the thumbnail <laughs> of the video. Um, so that kind of gives it the whole thing away, but it's just good. I just like it. Yeah. It's it's spooky. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really good. Very like a unique yeah stressor. like a unique stressor in a horror movie which is sound you know i love because strand strand because sound <laughs> also stresses me out pretty like a lot so yeah anything that plays on that is i i, I do enjoy it yes so recommend yes. the bells agreed um okay i'll go to my next one here I'm going to skip down to other side of the box. Um, so Also, I'd like to point out, I thought this guy's name was Viral Pat, which is why I <laughs> I opened oh. that with, I guess this is his real name. And then I realized that's it's... Uh, it was a T and not an it's L. Viral <laughs> Pal. Some yeah. little bit of dyslexia coming through. <laughs> um, so other side of the box is um, definitely one of the more popular... Um, shorts on here you might have seen it around youtube and you can it's i mean alter features horror movies from all over the place but you can find it there and it's also it exists on its own um but that one was written and directed by caleb j phillips um and he's won quite a few um accolades for that he it won best midnight short at south by southwest in 2019 um and it's very unique. Again, it's like a, a very interesting monster. Um, and I won't, I don't want to tell you what it is. I don't want to go into it because that's going to ruin it. Um, so I'll just tell you to go watch it. It's very, like I said, very unique. It plays with, um, he had an idea to create this, uh, 
monster that's pretty simple in concept, but it's absolutely terrifying. And the visuals are great. It's very unsettling. Yes. Um, And it, the whole, well, one of the main aspects of the horror is like one of my like oldest, deepest, darkest fears. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, that move, uh, that, uh, video really got to me. Yes, it's it's good. It's really good. Um, and like we said, we won't. I don't want to tell you what the monster is because I I want you to experience it for yourself. But they reveal it pretty quickly, um, and it just it's one of those films that kind of goes to show you that it doesn't need to be very um, complex to be absolutely terrifying. So, very much recommend that one. Um, yeah, that's other side of the box. So. Uh- my next one is another one that's like this is like actually pretty goofy but it it was one of the first short horror films that i ever saw on youtube and it's called bedfellows it's like two and a half to three minutes long it goes by very quickly it's very simple and it's a little goofy especially since it's kind of an older video so the highest uh definition that you can get or resolution you can get on youtube is like 360p or something like that so it's like very like it looks kind of (laughs) bad but it's i it's good i think it kind of adds to the charm yeah it's it's like the monster i totally know what you mean because the monster's got like a really extreme like expression yeah expression but it's so scary and it still is like yeah the monster is actually terrifying to me. Oh yeah. It, it scares me a lot. Yeah. And somebody, there was a commenter under, under the video. They said like, look at how happy the monster is to be like discovered. And I was like, that's even scarier. Like, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Like now I can't, now I can't sleep. No. I really can't deal. <laughs> it's so good. And I know, yeah, that was like one of the, probably one of the first, horror movies I saw on YouTube too. Cause when did that come out? It was like 2014. I think it, it was 2014 or 13. Yeah. It wasn't like, I say it was a while ago. It wasn't that long ago, but well for YouTube, it's, yeah, for yeah. YouTube and you know, life in general, <laughs> that, that might as well be last century. But... Eight, eight years is pretty, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good for YouTube. Um, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is really good. All right. So um, the other one I have on here is uh, I'll talk about Lane 9. Uh, Lane 9, again, this is just this is another one that I saw at a festival. um, And it is written and directed by Jessica Valentine and Richard Valentine of a company called Stranger Pictures. Um, But they and it's definitely one of like the higher production value ones that I saw at the festivals that I went to. So I could tell that they've been, they're like professionals with a good budget and all that good stuff. But um, it was a proof of concept for a feature length film that they want to create. And it's about, (laughs) it's, it's just one of those things when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound like it's going to be like, it sounds pretty goofy, but it's about a haunted uh, lane at a bowling alley. (laughs) And it's, but it's surprisingly really good. Um, the, the actors in the, in the short are, are good. It's set like in the 1970s and it's got kind of like a, um, little bit of like a 
obviously very retro, but a little bit like dusty kind of dark atmosphere to it. That's that lends to it. Um, and they don't actually ever show anything. They don't show the monster ever, but, um, the short opens up with a man with like the most terrified scream face, um, screaming, but you can't hear him. It's on, it's muted at lane nine. Um, and you don't know what he's reacting to. So it's kind of reminds me of like Francis Bacon, you know, his like paintings, the screams where he didn't, he painted, he didn't want to paint the horror. He wanted to paint the reaction to the horror. Yeah. He felt like that was interesting. That's kind of what it reminded me of. And it, um, the short, like I said, they don't show the, the big bad at any point, but they show, they like make you feel their reactions to it, which is pretty cool. So I'm excited. I, I hope it becomes a feature length. I think that would be pretty cool. And when you uh, first talked about this, I I could swear, and I cannot find proof that this actually exists in anywhere but my memory. <laughs> but I thought you were talking about this other like horror short that's set in a bowling alley that yeah. I don't know if it exists. But I have a very clear memory of it. <laughs> but it's crazy because what you remembered is an exact scene from this um, short. She, re- uh, Steph was saying that she remembers there being like the guy had to go down the lane because a pin was stuck. Yeah. And, and he s- sees someone hanging is what you thought. Well, so what I remember seeing and I like, I'm seeing this so clear in my mind was there's like this uh, dead girl, like a ghost, um, like up in the machinery. Like when you look up, um, mm at like where the, the thing that picks up the pins, I don't know, bowling terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pin picker upper. And yeah. there's like blood coming down, like dripping. Mm. I just, I have a very clear memory of that, but I don't think that's this. And maybe, you know, maybe I just completely missed it. Maybe that does happen, but. No, I, I watched it and it's not this. It's not that. Okay. I have, maybe this is another like weird Mandela effect Haunted kind bowling. of thing. Yeah. Or another, or yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, entry into the very famous subgenre, haunted bowling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yep. bowling alleys, man. Who knew? Who knew they were so... I mean, nice. I knew. They're, they're terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are pretty um, good things for horror. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to, yeah, if you want to see like a really well produced very like professional little short that's a good one um to watch for sure yeah and that's lane nine so uh my last one and i do have another one but ashley also has it on her list and i I, it's definitely my favorite but uh my last one is another david f sandberg and lotta lawson uh video uh it lights out i mean it's yeah. It definitely is. I mean, it it definitely launched their careers into a lot, you know, the main spotlight. Um, don't watch the the movie version. Just don't do it. It's fine. Yeah, that's it's, all we'll say. Uh, insulting. Anyway, Lights Out is great. It did not need to be expanded into a full length thing. It's it works just like everything that they do. It works so perfectly just on its own in the very few minutes you know that it takes up uh it, it it's so interesting i was i was watching the the making of lights out and 
uh, David Sandberg was saying that the the movie relies so much on obviously like darkness and seeing something in the dark because uh, Lana Lawson, when she turns off the light, she can see something like a person standing in the hallway, but she's not quite sure really what she's seeing, but she turns on the light and it's gone. She does that a few times and then it's suddenly like right there. Um, but so what, what David Sandberg was saying was that uh, since it's it, the, the video relies very heavily on shadows. Um, not everyone's like screens, like computer screens and TV screens were adjusted properly for it. So not everyone saw the ghost. Oh, <laughs> and, he, and he said he had someone write to him and was like, um, I think my, my friend's uh, computer is haunted because it shows up on her computer, but it doesn't show up on mine. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> You just need to adjust your display settings. Haunted computer. Like, yes. I I love that that was her, like, first thought was not, oh, maybe it's my, you know, computer display or my TV display settings. Yeah. It's, no, my friend's computer is haunted. Yeah. That's going to be my excuse next time I can't figure out how to do something on my computer. My computer's haunted. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. (laughs) I will use that in conjunction with um, whenever I can't figure something out in the first five seconds of using it. It is now uh, broken. Yes, it's haunted and broken. It's haunted and it's broken. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, Yes. Excellent. Lights out. A classic. Super. Super famous. Do not watch the movie. Um, The movie like just totally makes fun of people with mental health issues. Well, not even makes fun. It's just insulting. Oh, so. no. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so don't watch that. Uh, okay. The last one we've got here, and then that's it for us, is um, a, a combined favorite of ours, um, My House Walkthrough. And actually, I think, Stephanie, I think you were the one that introduced me to this. I initially. did. Yeah. Very I good. on Letterboxd, <laughs> of all places. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. I forget how it came up in maybe someone's list or something. And I, I clicked on it because it looked really interesting. Yeah. And then I saw that it was short. And then I saw that it was on YouTube. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone loved it. And I, it is by far my favorite short horror. Oh, it's terrifying and so good. So, and what's what makes it even creepier, it adds to the creepiness of it, is the person who made it, who is a very mysterious figure, but um, it's a Japanese artist, and he goes by he, she, I'm not, I don't want to gender this person, because I don't know, but Piro Pito, um, a bit of a mysterious figure on the internet, um, they kind of rose to... I guess internet fame. If you can hear my cat in the background, yeah, hi but, Penny. Yeah, <laughs> um, might have to let her in at some point. But um, rose to internet fame when they uploaded a video called a short horror called username six 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 to YouTube, like in two thousand eight, like back yeah, in the like, day. Yeah, like old yeah. YouTube, <laughs> old YouTube. Um, under the username Nana eight two five seven six three. Um, and it was, it kind of went viral and it was so strange that, um, 
I think the premise of it was that it was like a cursed video or something. Mm-hmm. And um, people were really into it because it was so strange and mysterious and nobody knew who this person was. And they were like, they thought that, you know, the, whoever had uploaded it was like in trouble and, you know, like it, it had created this whole lore around itself. Um, and he, I'm sorry, I keep saying he, um, Piero Pito uh, uploaded, you know, another video, of course, in 2017 called My House Walkthrough, which is this one. And um, it's basically what I described it as was just kind of a, um, <laughs> a spiral down into hell is what it feels like. But the repetition of the narrators, the repetition of the narrator's speech and the way that the speech patterns kind of change throughout and the way the the landscape kind of shifts as he's walking through this house that is falling apart is very like damaged and it's dark and it's red and there's a storm raging outside and they're, they're giving this walkthrough of their house, but it's clear that something is really wrong with the house. And, and because of the repetition and the way that they just keep, they're almost like walking around in circles, but things are kind of changing as they're walking around subtly. Things, uh, not through every single like circle around will change, but right. uh, often, through every like circle, something will be just a little bit different until he uh, or until they um, eventually they go through this scene so many times and repeat themselves so many times it becomes just caked in something bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I watched the making of it, so I know what it is, but um, just like caked in red, like, yeah, this, red. this like it, like a plaster almost you know yeah like a film that's just thick and just disgusting yes and it just feels so suffocating is a word i have written down like incredibly suffocating it feels like a very suffocating walk through a house that seems to be kind of closing in on the narrator almost Mm -hmm. uh super creepy very very good um genuinely scared me when i first watched it um loved it and like I said, the the kind of mysteriousness of the creator is just kind of adds to it. It's funny though, his uh, the channel is now it's like this, you know, my house walkthrough, and then a bunch of um, Minecraft. Videos. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so when you finish videos my like house walkthrough, yeah, <laughs> videos of the artist alleviate some of that tension by watching. <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah. Right. You know what? Yeah. So they're definitely like a filmmaker, but also just like a general YouTuber. But I, I think that, you know, Piro Pito is an incredibly talented person, clearly, and they know how to stir up a fuss on um on yeah. YouTube for sure. So highly recommend that. Did you have anything to add about that or add to that? I just I just love that video so much i i love that i mean they get up they're narrating but only through uh subtitles and just going through what is already a dilapidated awful like super um derelict house everything is rotting and like just disgusting because there's rain coming through things are moldy everything and they even comment on the i think tatami uh mats are rotting like the wood is old and rotted through or something 
Yeah. But everything like will change a little bit. You and the dialogue will or the um the text on the screen changes uh order and it's just creating just this very uh disorienting descent into like it yeah, like what you said, like hell <laughs> into a nightmare or into yeah. like you could interpret however you know so many ways like into mental you know, like you know falling deeper and deeper into this like psychosis this depression yeah. or just like this hellish place like i don't know but it it kind of to me i interpret it kind of as like grief <laughs> yeah it feels like someone living in this ghost of a building and it's just there's they're dealing with like I don't know, like just yeah. this old, like heavy grief. <laughs> There's not really yeah. a better way for me to describe it. Yeah, it's like the repetition of things, but the disorienting. But the disorientation and, and almost like they're misremembering the order of things or they're misremembering things entirely because yeah. sometimes there will be new lines, but then it repeats the same thing that was said yeah. a few you know moments before. <laughs> and the fact that everything gets slowly caked in this like like red film it's just it's haunting it's yeah. i i think it is by far even above pony smasher who i love by far the best short horror film on youtube yeah it's really it's it's a it's a pretty powerful one and like the tension is built through the repetition too like he he um goes around a corner the, the filmmaker goes around a corner and you're like, oh, we're circling around again. Something is going to be off. What What is it? You know what I mean? Like you're, you know that it's repeating after, after a few loops, you know that this is like a repetition, but, and you know that things are different. So you just never know what the difference is going to be. And it's really scary. So mm -hmm. um, highly recommend my house walkthrough. Um and like I said, we're going to link all of these in the description so you can easily find them, um, except for Seven Levels Deep, which um, is not online. But the rest you can find <laughs> very easily. Um, my my recommendation is, like, I don't know if film festivals will keep doing this, um, but try to attend the horror film festivals that are virtual um, because, I mean, it's just good to support filmmakers. But and and the festivals that host them but um a lot of times these things aren't available anywhere else and, and you know you miss out on some good stuff um so that was a blessing i think this last year was just uh, the fact that i was able to go to so many film festivals i just would never be able to go to in, yeah you know, in regular world and not hell world <laughs> I love Hell World. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's us. That's episode three of Spooky Town. Um, you're welcome for the two hours of amazing content that we just provided to you. Um, and yeah, as always, we're super excited to be here and talking about horror. So we don't care if you don't care. <laughs> we'll go two hours. Don't give a shoot. <laughs> yeah. This you could have watched all of these movies or uh, all of these shorts well within the time that you could have <laughs> listening, and that's okay. Um, and then you just go off and you find your own thing. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, dig around. On YouTube. There's a lot of bad out there, but there's also a lot of bad horror movies out there. So it's not really that different. It just happens a lot faster. I'll give you that. You don't have to, like, I paid for Mama, the movie, okay? Yeah. I did not pay for Mama, the short horror. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's a bonus already. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let us know what you think. Write in. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to write in. You can go on to the contact page, I guess, say something. But um, let us know what you find. If you find any good shorts out there, we're always open to that, of course. But thanks for listening, everybody. And we will uh, see you in episode four. Bye, guys. <laughs>